Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 210 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bruno Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan. Sal Sidebottom. And Azu. And doesn't it feel good to be back in the groove, underground, yeah. pursued potentially by things? Love it. Not even sure if you're heading in the right direction with high Ooh. stakes. It's just... Sometimes routine is nice. It's, you know? we come, we've come back full circle, you know? 
Yeah, and we are pretty confident we're moving in the right direction. Probably. Uh, we, you say we. You you specifically are. Yeah, yeah. You and it, like so Zolf and Hamid might be. Cell rolled a natural one. And so internally, I have been playing at a cell in their head. It's like, this is definitely the wrong way. But I mean, I, <laughs> I, I haven't been in the city before. It'd be really embarrassing for them if I point that out. So like, I think that it's probably better that we, we should explore this route anyway. Um, yeah. So that, <laughs> Why does the world end? Oh, well, cell was too embarrassed to point it out. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, in our desperately brusque recaps, I believe the exact last moment was <sighs> obviously I'm going to pick up exactly there because I have to Hamid that's all you heard and for a little bit of extra context there was a brief breath of air smelt a little bit of like iron or something and then it goes away and all the air is very very still again to be clear it felt like it was something very far away and there is no repeat. Stop. What? There's something behind us. What kind of thing? I heard it. I, I could smell it. Okay, if it's behind us, shall we keep moving forward so it doesn't get closer? Just give me a second. I just want to see if I can... I can't still hear it. I don't know if it's following us. Sorry, I just needed to... I needed more quiet just to listen harder. Um, but yes, I think we can keep moving. Okay, all right. Keep our... Ears peeled? Is that the is that the expression? <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, ear, you know, singular, sometimes. Ah, yes. You all uh, continue on down this route, etc. Hamid will start glancing backwards even more often than he was before. That's fine. Can everyone give me a perception check, please? Another one. Crikey. 23. 17. 31 for Hamid. Uh, a natural one for Skrark. Oh. Thirty-three. Cool. In that case, then, Scrog's natural one manifests as a uh, meaningful glance to sell because I now have two party members who are like, I'm pretty certain this is the wrong way, but I'm going to see it out. In terms, then, of next steps, what happens is, heading down this corridor, you come to what is effectively another junction of sorts. One which is heading ahead and sort of off to the left a little bit and seems to be pitching up slightly and one that curves off to the right and then leads to a downwards staircase, worked stone, um, big, chunky, buttress-style stuff. And for the people who got 30s, the route that was not the downward staircase, there is a very, very distant sound right on the edge of hearing. It's that sound of... You know when you have, like, a really dry, dead tree in a windy place... And you have that sort of like... Alex, do you ever need Foley? This is terrifying. <laughs> I told you, I did an improv show where I just had to learn how to do all of it on a microphone because it was all improvised. <laughs> <laughs> mouth Foley's a thing, it's great. Ah, Mouth Foley is my burlesque name. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyone who hit 30, you hear that right at the edge. Was it Hamid that got the 31, or was that Skrark, did you say? It was Hamid, wasn't it? Hamid got 31, but as Sel, you got 33, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, so uh, to be clear, the reason that I'm saying that is everyone who hit 30 can hear that. Hamid, to be very, very clear, it's a completely distinct sound from that sort of earlier breath. Completely distinct. Mm. But Sel will turn to Hamid. I can hear it up there, right? No, that's, that's some, 
something else. That sounds more like maybe a, a tree or, or something wooden. The, the, the other thing was back that way and was is breath or something of some kind. It's, it's a different sound. So which way do we go? We don't want to go further down, do we? I can certainly hear something wooden in that direction. I don't know what that means. We need to go forward. We can't turn back. I haven't really been to central London or, in fact, above ground much (laughs) at all. Is the kind of place that we're looking for made of wood? Is it like a wooden tower? Not really. This conversation is eerily similar to one I've had to people visiting London trying to navigate the tube system. It is (laughs) just so on point. You're assuming that I know what Westminster is. What's Eastminster? Do we want to go towards the creaky wood sound? Is that the sort of sound of the sort of place we want to go to? Like, West? is Westminster made of wood? I'm not certain, but I, I, I feel like we don't want to go down any further, probably. It sounded like it was an above-ground place. So, that way? Alex, just to specify, is there literally nothing else that is giving us any indication of a correct way to go? Skrark is currently poking around the staircase whilst you all are talking. He's literally just, like, having a look around. It's sort of his job is to make sure nothing's going to trap you, like, accidentally or whatever. And then he sort of gives a quiet little gesture to you, Zolf, and sort of is pointing at one of the big, massive buttresses of the staircase. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I'll pop over. It's another ancient Greek one. It, It, again, doesn't really translate. It's the equivalent of... If you want to go up in the world, you've got to go down, lol. It's very, like, overworked, bad (laughs) Greek joke again. Yeah. Um, It it sounds like something a Greek philosopher would write, to be honest, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like something Bertie would write. (laughs) Weirdly enough, there's this entire extra section that just says, like, there's a solution to this theorem, which is so easy, I'm not even going to bother writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's kind of irrelevant. Uh, We can't go down. More, um... Posh student rubbish. Okay. It's almost like this whole country is mostly, like, led by posh students. Hopefully not anymore. Right. Okay. It'd be terrible if that happened in the future, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Posh people all went to school together and understand each other. (laughs) Weird. Quoting ancient Greek to each other. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> For the listeners, I've just watched my entire cast do the Kermit the Frog tea sip. <laughs> and I don't think it was intentional, but everyone simultaneously. <laughs> okay, so was that just confirming I heard right? Was that just heading down the staircase then? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to trust the Greek because we have no better way to yep. do sure. <laughs> yeah. Assuming, till I'm told otherwise, that you're using an approximation of the marching order that you gave me, mm-hmm. yep. hammered for free as you're the last one down the staircase you hear from the tunnel that you have been walking down again the with a little metallic tang breeze okay so it's it's behind us as in the, it's the direction we've come from yes can i get a sense of how far away it is and how far away it was before impossible to yeah, tell yeah fair enough you get the feeling that it's probably following because it was that hard to hear at the Y junction. Either there's some very yeah. odd acoustic properties, which isn't impossible, or it's probably following you, but distance is completely impossible to gauge. You suspect it's probably that there's a magical thing at play because you shouldn't have been able to feel a breeze like that from mm. something so far away. It's odd. Oh God, imagine if it's literally just inches behind us. Ugh. Thanks, Helen. <laughs> well, we can see a certain distance thanks to dark vision. True. Oh, it's definitely nothing within your dark vision, just for free. Heading down into the um, down the staircase, it's 
worked stone and it hasn't you know when you get some of those older staircases where there's like a groove where so many people have walked it yeah it does not have that to be clear <laughs> like this no, the reason i'm saying it is i'm trying to lay on that it, you still have the feeling that no one's really been here in a vast amount of time and it wasn't busy even when it was but the staircase is in good condition the way that the, all of the higher bits weren't um, no cracks it's in nice solid condition and it's not very long it's not like it's a long spiral staircase it's kind of squared off it only goes down say 40 feet or so and then it just completely levels off and the tunnel that you're looking at from this point seems in slightly better condition but it also has statues laid into alcoves intermittently between the stone buttresses so it's like you know stone buttress maybe 10-15 feet a statue 10-15 feet stone buttress hmm. rather creepily though given that there's no water all of the features have eroded off the statues they have lumps where their arms used to be they have a sort of a lump where their head used to be but there isn't actually anything distinguishing there it's like they've been water damaged but it is bone dry and the air is very still hmm. uh, well this is creepy I'm not technically playing Skrark right now, but I might suggest that he would check for traps, wondering if the the water damage is a sign that there's some sort of liquid release. That's absolutely fine. I'm going to do that roll now. And he's certain, no. He sort of he comes back and he's just like, it feels very trappy, <laughs> but it's not. And that's kind of weirder to me. Maybe mm. the trap is at the other end. I think I heard the breathing behind us again. I think there is something following us, but it's so hard to tell. Right, in which case, two options. We keep going, try and outrun it, or we stop now, turn around and fight it on our terms. What if we laid our own trap? Uh, Oscar, you could cast an illusion of us continuing on, and we could hide behind these statues and see if something is following us? Uh, yeah, that should, that should be straightforward. Obviously, um, the illusion will peter out at a certain distance. Does the illusion only cover sight? Or, or if it's following us with, like, heat signatures and, and like, smell. Wild has a sort of momentary sort of uh, old-style smirk and turns to sell. To lesser minds, perhaps, but for one as well-versed as me in, in the art of not just illusion, but humanity and, and all, all right, of the trappings. Yeah, yeah, all right, Oscar, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine, don't worry about it. Still may not be worth doing, but it's an option. The mm. trouble is we get attacked and we get sandwiched in the back, right? Like, that's the danger here. It's going to be dangerous to wait for this thing, but if it's just it and we've got the drop on it, it might be the... I, I don't know. It's not my call, but... Should we ask Babbage what he thinks as well? Because um, he's also at risk if we... Uh, yeah, 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 and I'll, I'll kind of, like, wobble around to kind of <laughs> show the rucksack at people so they can pick up the little headphones. <laughs> so back when we had the very first conversation with him it, they said there was an option to do it through headphones or to just like turn on a speaker system. You can turn on a speaker if you need. Um, it's been left as the headphones for the sake of like stealth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello! How is yeah. everyone? What are we doing? <laughs> Somebody gonna grab a speak uh, the headphones. Oh, it, it actually has a has a switch. Um, no, 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 no. He can't see anything or sense anything. He's going to have no tone control. Somebody just talk to him, for goodness sake. Oh, okay, okay. So puts on, puts on. Uh, hi, Babbage. Ooh. Um. Uh, hello. Hi, I'm really excited to meet you. I, I, uh, what, 
a pleasure, of course. It's um, wonderful. Oh. The equipment that you're in is so incredible. Sell. Did you help us? Oh, sorry. Um, so we are being stalked through some underground tunnels, and we wanted to know your opinion on whether uh, you feel okay with us laying a trap and, and fighting it, or whether we should just, like, aim for the goal, you know, like, keep going. Because, of course, you are at risk just as much as us, so you should, you know, you should have an okay. input on that. Okay. Uh, give me a moment for the context shift. Oh, sure. Um, Hi. Any idea what you're being pursued by at all? Absolutely none, no. I would press on until you have a tactical advantage, but again, I'm not I'm I'm not a trained killer, so Ah uh, neither am I alchemist, but it, it does help the killer. Ooh, we should talk sometime. I'm, I know. I've been having let's, a lot of interest with the uh solute calculations because Sel, there's, there's a uh, Yeah, okay. Sorry, I'll I'll be back. Uh Sel takes her headphones off, hangs them up and says, uh, <laughs> he thinks that we should press on. Uh, until we have a tactical advantage. Yeah, but is this not the tactical advantage we have? Hamid has suggested laying a prop. Oh, okay. Um, That's right. my point. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to be. Oh. I don't want to be offensive. But can somebody else talk to Babbage, please? We oh. need to do this quickly. So hands Zolf the headphones. Right, fine. Hey, uh, Babbage, it's Zolf. I don't think you've met me, but anyway, uh, we think we do have a tactical advantage. We're going to hide behind some statues and ambush it. Uh, uh, okay, thank you. Uh, try not to die. Yeah, I'm going to try real damn hard. Thanks. Bye. Take it off. <laughs> this is such an odd dynamic and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, no, he said he said, Alright, fine, try not to die. Which is the plan. Cool. Okay. Good. There's a risk this doesn't work, but I think this gives us a chance. It might be a friend, you know? I am presuming that everyone isn't gonna try and hide behind one statue Scooby Doo <laughs> style. <laughs> Scooby-Doo time! Scooby-Doo time! There's sufficient space that you could all squidge in behind an illusion, but I'm just curious what the plan is here. I'm going to cast Invisibility six times. Oh, Ooh. brilliant. Yeah, that, that'll work. Cool. Oh, yeah, you've got the spell slots for it. I mean, I suggest we still stand behind the statues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't but... <laughs> In case it has sea invisible things or whatever, but... Now, here's a question, and this is mechanical. Babbage is a backpack. Does that cover both me and Babbage, or is Babbage another mind? Now, I am going to give you a GM ruling, okay? Really good question. I did an actual deep dive into Pathfinder to, like, okay, what would that actually entail? And have decided that the official rules as written answer is, uh, quote, bloody nonsense, unquote. (laughs) So, yes. Sure. For the sake of ease and with no uh, comments with regards to the actual like moral ramifications thereof, mechanically speaking, the Babbage Array will be treated as a sentient object. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, actually, it's a good point, actually. Bertie's sword had personhood. It was a sentient sword and still would be affected by... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, mechanically, I am... Even though technically those arguments be made for, like, construct templates and la 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 I am treating the Babbage Array as a sentient object. Please do not read into that. It's just a mechanical term that allows me to categorise how things work. It also means you don't just drain a spell slot out of us for, you know... Yeah, you, it, it, it just wouldn't work, basically, yeah, yeah. any other way. Sure. Uh, so that's fine. So, yeah, invisible uh, six times. Uh, yeah, and I, I was actually personally really hoping there were six statues lining this corridor so we could each hide behind a different one, because I think that's the coolest. There are. That's Technically, there's more, cool. but... <laughs> If you want to each go behind one invisible, you absolutely can. There's cool. more than enough. Yeah, looking okay. forward cool. to that. Yeah. Is there one that will that is Azu's size? So they all appear to be human statues. Okay. 
However, they all come with plinths, and there seems to have been some slightly artistic license. You know where, like, statues are just that little bit larger than life kind of thing? I think you will be able to. It'll okay. be a little bit tricky for you, but you are invisible, so eh. True, um, true, true. So, yeah, they're, they're of sufficient size and sort of, like, wants grandeur that you'll be okay. Cool. Good. Just wanted to know whether, like, it's going to be a whoop looking over the top of the head <laughs> thing. Or... No, 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 you're okay. You can choose to if you wish. No, just going to pick one and, like, yeah. In that case, then, can I please get everyone to give me a stealth check? Uh, so remember, you get plus 40 because you're stationary ah. with invisibility. Good stuff. The likelihood of this noticing you is approaching vanishingly small. Do you know what I rolled? 40. <laughs> Total. I rolled an effective zero. <laughs> wow. Deary me. Incredible. Thank goodness for invisibility. Well, let's see if I can match you. Remember, we also have Boots of the Cat Burglar, which give you a re-roll on one stealth climb or acrobatics check per day, if you took them. I don't. That's true. Yes, I have my levitation boots. I rolled 49. Well, I've got 45, and then what do we add? No, wait, 35. 40. 40 for the... 35 plus 40, okay. Uh, yeah. Did you roll 75? Yeah, I've got 75 with that. That's quite high. <laughs> well, it's really annoying that it's the first, like, high roll that Cell's actually rolled. <laughs> like, there's been a lot of twos and fours. Hamid has 72. And Skrark... Skrark has... Mm. 84. Course. <laughs> New record for highest roll of the campaign. I mean, that tends mm. to happen when you add 40 to a roll, really. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm setting you the target now. I don't care how it happens. I want to break 100 in a Pathfinder game. I've never done it. It's really difficult to do unless you start doing GM Fiat, but I want no, to break just, 100. Just just squeech us up to, um, like, level 18. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I forgot to apply the effects of heroism, which is still active, I believe. Should be, timing-wise. I cast it... Uh, before the evil fight. How long does heroism last? 110 minutes. Oh. Yeah, that'll still be going. So it's actually You're at the tail end of it, but it'll still be going. Yeah, 86. We're getting you there. We'll get you to 100. All right. (laughs) So, everyone please give me a perception check. Yes. Can I get you to roll for Skrark, please, and I'll roll for Wild. Natural 20, 32. You guys are on a roll today. I'm loving it. (laughs) I'm not. 19. (laughs) 18 for Hamid and 24 for Skrark. 26. 26. Okay, cool. I got 26 from Cell and I got... uh, What was Zolf's one more time? 32 with a natural 32. I got no one higher than uh, those two, have I? No. Okay, then I'll I'll start with Zolf. The first thing that you notice, and it takes a little while... You do eventually hear a kind of creak back towards the stairway and then quiet. And then you're straining your ears, you're straining your ears for a sound that isn't there. Worth stating as well that, yeah, Wilde did cast the illusion, as you said, of, of you all sort of dawdling a little bit 
it appears that he's taken a little bit of creative license uh, and Zolf and Cell seem to be arguing uh, as they walk along. You can actually hear a, a whispered conversation which pretty much boils down to, but Babbage is so smart and funny. None of you are smart and funny, in Cell's voice, with Zolf being like, I don't care if you're smart and funny. I need you to just hit things. Like, it's that kind of staged... Wow. Faux argument walking down the corridor. Wild made it as tight five as well. <laughs> um, the first thing that you notice after that noise, though, is as you're straining, there, just, there isn't that sound. And for what it's worth, Wild has done a good job on volume where, like, it's, it's not interfering. You feel the ambient temperature start to drop. At first, at first, it, it's quite subtle. The air is still perfectly still. There's not a breath of wind, but the temperature just starts to drop and drop and drop. Uh, where is it? So, sorry, I think you were going to finish this. But um, basically, is it becoming like uncomfortable? Is it supernatural or is it just kind of a bit cold? Uh, supernatural, uncomfortable, but I will let you know if it's approaching the point where you're all likely to take any harm or anything like that. Okay. Could be a cold friend. If you need to interject at any point and, like, make a call, that's fine, but just be aware that you'll be sacrificing position for it if you're yelling out, Endure elements! Pa -pa 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 -pa. <laughs> yeah. The, the invisibility will last, given there's the, the earliest one versus the latest one, it will last approximately ten minutes, just FYI. Mm -hmm. that's, no, that's fine. That's more than enough time. What's interesting is... I'm going to add some flavour here. Please don't freak out. I am factoring in that you rolled astonishingly good on stealth. Zolf, at some point you realise that you're starting to see your breath in front of you even though you're invisible and start, like, you know, covering your mouth. I'm going to let other people make their own conclusions as they start noticing that. You all rolled high enough on the stealth, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. But cold, really cold. And you start seeing a layer of frost gently working its way from the way you came. And then with no real sound, a single blue skeletal foot steps level with uh, Zolf's statue and there's another wait wait so there's just the foot just a foot so right, far so I'm, I'm for, okay, cool, cool. For, for the sake of it I'm basically saying that the angles aren't working well let, let me right. let me my fluff and then you'll see <laughs> okay okay it has moved away from the stairs and the first thing that comes into sight is that foot Followed by, right. as the description unfolds, the rest of a leg okay, and a cool. body. She, here we I go. just thought maybe that was deliberate and there was an invisibility cloak involved. Or there's just like a foot kind of winding its way down like <laughs> a, a snake. Spooky foot! <laughs> so, Zolf, with your perception check, it's not touching the floor. It's moving like it's touching the floor, but it's not actually touching the floor. Sure. As it pulls forward, it starts to reveal itself further. And at first glance, it, it has a skeletal vibe. It has a large buckler on one arm and a big spear on the other, but it doesn't seem to be wielding them like weapons. It looks more like they've frozen into their hands. It looks like... Um, Weirdly enough, it looks like an ancient warrior lost in a glacier. That's the best description I can give. Sure. Um, Semi-petrified by the cold, but not in a real way. There is cold radiating out in like an ice star from where its feet are notionally touching the ground. 
but it is not looking around. It's not casting around. It just sort of stares fixedly and perfectly still. And then the sort of wild illusion that makes it particularly loud. I don't care! And then it just starts to pull forwards again very slowly. It doesn't seem to be stalking so much as just arbitrarily following. Right. a friend? If people want to do any kind of surprise attacks or whatever, that's fine. It is very clear this thing has not noticed. It is just working its way along the corridor towards that illusion slowly. The cold is palpable as it draws near you, to be clear. You don't want to touch this thing with bare skin, but it doesn't seem interested in the statues or even potentially aware of the world around it, and it just starts moving on. And with that, I'm going to take a break. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, this is Helen, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and host of our chat show, Enthusiasm. If you haven't heard yet, Rusty Quill has a brand new original audio drama, Trice Forgotten. Trice Forgotten is a swashbuckling found family adventure created by Nemo Martin. Alestes likes to keep her head down while she works as a merchant, couriering deliveries and carrying travellers to destinations across the seas. Only, as her travellers gradually become permanent crewmates, she realises her ship has become a floating museum, a laboratory, a vault of repatriated 
curated treasures and a chef's kitchen. After spending most of her life with the understanding that nothing changes, no matter how hard you fight, Alestes is faced with a choice. Will she use her new network of allies to build a safe harbour and potentially a future for her new community? Or will she once again put her head down and drown in her sea of excuses? Trice Forgotten is the latest audio drama from Rusty Quill, creators of multiple award-winning podcasts, including the Magnus Archives and Rusty Quill Gaming. Search for Trice Forgotten, that's T-R-I-C-E, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information. And welcome back. So, if people want to interject as it moves past, please feel free. But I'm just openly stating at this point, it clearly hasn't noticed you and is just following the party. Wild also did a thing where the party sort of stops for a little bit, has an atta, moves on. When it does, the creature sort of stops a fixed distance from them and then moves on. It's not stalking ever closer so much as maintaining a distance. Friend! Hmm. Is it making the same sound that I heard, that breathing sound? Not the breathing sound, no. This is the creaking sound, right? That's weird. Alex, why are you being weird and <laughs> misleading? I hate it. Wouldn't it be weirder if he wasn't being weird, right? Yeah. We know how suspicious we get when he starts being nice. Mm. I can't give you an empty corridor with no doors. It slows the party to a crawl as you all seek and deconstruct it, finding the threat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this thing starts moving on. And the party start mo- the, the sorry the illusory party start moving beyond the range of your dark vision. I think Azu is going to cast detect evil. Okay, so as far as I'm aware, that's not a spell; it's a supernatural ability that you oh. have. Is that correct? Yes, detect evil. I have within sixty feet. It's also not an offensive ability, so it wouldn't break invisibility regardless. Oh, I'm yeah. talking more like whether you have to yell. Oh right. I'm gonna have a look at you, Sonny, and see if you see how you interact with my jellies. No, you're fine. Okay. Um, How you interact with my jellies? (laughs) (laughs) I watched Detective Pikachu recently. Yeah, this is you checking your jellies. Okay, you can feel it in your jellies. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's evil. Oh. However, you aren't able to glean more. You don't know whether it's something that was once good and has become evil. You don't know if it's off the charts evil. Um, it isn't evil like you know how the the thing that attacked you was like oh no this yes. is this wants the world to die yeah this is just on the wrong side of the moral scale choose from that what you will but it's not good it's not neutral it is evil it, it does wish harm upon living things you you can just know that okay so Azu is going to realize all that and be like, and then realize that she can't actually communicate that to anyone without <laughs> nope. yelling across the corridor. Y- y'all are invisible and comparatively spaced out. Mm. As the uh, illusion moves out of range of your dark vision, the uh, creature, let's call it, continues to move in that direction and very soon will be out of the range of your dark vision in that direction. It doesn't seem to have reacted to the illusion breaking away or anything like that yet. Mm. Anyone choosing to do anything else? This isn't me trying to force anything, I'm just checking in. Like, Cell can't tell that it's evil and Cell hopes it will be a friend, but Cell doesn't want to, like, break the illusion. Hamid Hamid wants to attack it so badly, but he's not giving in to his aggressive instincts. I've got Babbage, so I'm not doing nothing. Mm. Scrog screams, have at you, and reveals the party because Alex chooses. No, no, you're fine. Um, What follows, though, is just as your attention is fixated on that, this is based on the original perception check, Mm -hmm. Zolf... There's a growing metallic tang 
in the air, a scent <laughs> that seems distinct from the creature that has passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have no way of communicating this to the party, but... Um, oh no, no. no. Um, what I would say is the rest of the party aren't even going to notice this. This is really, like, high-level perception check territory. But it starts growing, and you go, like... it, it It's like... If any of you have smelt like a significant amount of blood, you know, that sort of like iron ferrite sort of mm. smell, that. Yeah. And it seems to be drawing closer from the direction that you came. Yeah. Uh, so the ice thing has moved past and something else seems to be approaching behind it. Fun. Okay, so that's the, really the thing we're waiting for. Yeah. At which point, as the ice thing genuinely just moves out of your like perceptive range, everyone does then finally hear a... And uh, there is a gust of warm air that blows through the corridor, disturbing the dust, and uh, the, the the iron smell wafts over everyone. Who isn't wearing a night vision thing for my uh, records? I'm not. So I've got uh, Azu and Zolf, I think. Yeah, and Skrark. Skrark won't need to wear one because Skrark has dark vision. And Skrark, yeah. Okay. Azu and Zolf, you start to see a fine red mist is starting to work its way down the corridor very languidly, sort of reaching out and wafting and so on. But it isn't moving with a breeze. It is sort of moving as if it's just distributing through a space, you know, like smoke in a closed room. Yeah. Yep. Very slowly. Anyone wearing the goggles, you currently aren't able to see it but it is just working its way closer and it seems to be filling the space, but it is not moving in a way that feels natural. At no point is it sort of dissipating, it's just moving almost like a wall of, of, of gas. You can see through it, to be clear, and if you were invisible chose, I'm giving you this for free, to look down the corridor, you would be able to see the staircase behind it, but it is working its way down the staircase, elongating out and then working its way down the corridor towards you all. Is it filling all the nooks and crannies, or is it like in a in a ball? Or it's it's exploring nooks and crannies. <sighs> oh, we're gonna get touched by red mist. Yeah, I've got. A, if, it, right, if it touches me and tries anything, I've got a plan. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your blood to yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's all screams. I do not consent, and then glaves it in the face. <gasps> it's um, a vampire cloud. Official name: vampire cloud. So I need to know. Obviously, you've all have given me kind of comparative marching orders previous for free. I need to know who is closest to the stairwell. These statues came in pairs and are working their way down the corridor away from the stairwell. I need to know what pairing of people are closest to the stairwell. To be clear, I don't care who. Mm -hmm. And I realised that I could have enforced it on marching order. I don't really care, but I need to know who. Uh, I think it makes sense that if Cell was fourth in the thing, that they're near the back there. So in one of the back corners. So the back, the back two were Wild and Hamid. Oh, I um, forgot Wild. But I don't know whether you've inverted that, so it's Scrappy yeah, Azu, well, for instance, or Wild whatever. will have to be towards the front to maintain the illusion for the longest period of time. Yes. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Which is why I'm opening this up. Just who's towards the stairs? I don't mind who. I would suggest the most likely arrangement is Azu and Scrap closest to the stairs, 
uh, Hamid and Zolf in the middle and Cell and Wild furthest from the stairs. That scans to me if it scans to everyone else. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we sort of opposited it. But yes, yes, I suppose we would have because... Yeah, not fully, but... We wanted to prepare for the... Partly, yeah. To throw the stuff. Yeah. Okay. In which case, then, the cloud starts moving up towards the first pair of people at the statues and it's sort of exploring its way out and so on. Azu is going to hold her breath. Cool. It was Azu and Skrark at this at closest, right? Yeah, neither of them are wearing the goggles. That's fine. I know what's happening to Skrark, but none of you can see or hear, so I just know. Um, anyone wearing the goggles, though, you can't see anything yet. You have the smell, yeah. and there's that, that waft that you had earlier, but there is no, no, no visual component to it. And then as it moves along, it draws between the two statues, and then it kind of hesitates and stops. And then tendrils just start to reach out very languidly to either side and start reaching obviously around the statues. It doesn't look like it's got arms or anything like that, but it is clearly willfully expanding to fill the space to either side. If people want, I can do an initiative or I can continue to describe. If you if you were waiting for it to come near before you give it a whack, uh, Azu, let me know, otherwise I'll carry on. I mean, it's just a red mist. I need a decision from you specifically, Azu. Because um, deci- I'm deciding for Skrark what's happening. Azu is going to wait and continue holding her breath. She doesn't know anything about it yet. And if it's a mist, an axe may not do anything. Yeah. Okay. A voice then emanates from it. None of you speak the language. Roughly sounds something along the lines of... Another waft of uh, iron smell comes from it. And at that point... Uh, Can I cast Comprehend Languages? You can, but I'll need a stealth check for you to do it without just going, what are you saying? (laughs) I'd just like to remind you, Alex, that Skrark is extremely competent and cautious and uh, would obviously, if he knew this to be dangerous, would raise the alarm. Skrog yells out to Hamid, I'm huffing as hard as I can but I can't seem to breathe it all in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, cool, that stealth check uh, was 28 plus, what do we get from visibility? It's fine, I can I can mass it at my end quickly. Okay, um, cool. In that case then, yeah, you get comprehend languages, it doesn't seem to react. Yep. Um, you catch the tail end of... Uh, And it's definitely reaching towards... Uh, you can't see it. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, because that is not enough evidence to break out. Mm. Uh, your taste. Your taste. So sweet, your taste. So are we in initiative now, Alex? No, not yet. No one's done anything aggressive. Okay, in which case, uh, going to chug my alchemical allocation. Usually these are things that... Uh, Cell doesn't do because they take too many things, but this is how they can do the most damage for the... I've used one and one second level, and then uh, we'll... I don't know where the thing is. Would that the master would let me sum upon your taste. Oh! So sweet. Don't like it. Patience, I will dance in your 
I don't think it's a friend, you guys. No, yeah. I don't think it's a friend. Don't think it's a friend, but Cell can't see it. So, like, where does one shoot one's electrical dragon breath? Is it a dilemma? At this point, I am going to make a call and say, Azu. Yeah. What's your touch, AC? Uh, it's... That's fine. You've got good touch, AC, I think. Because it's minus your dex mod. I, ha- I haven't put it on my sheet, Alex. <laughs> What's your AC? 23. What's your dex mod? Zero. Your touch AC is 23, then. <laughs> really? I think so, yeah, because touch is just, like, your armour and stuff. You're not, be, you're not able to, like, dodge out of the way, so you just lose your dex bonus, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it also removes deflection and dodge bonuses if you have any of those. Uh, it's probably likely to be 22, I would guess. Uh, For why? What? what did you say? The what bonuses? Uh, it's very likely you have a ring of protection, of, ah. which gives you plus one deflection bonus, I'm just guessing here. Yes, I have a deflection. Yes, it's 22, you're right. Perfect. In that case, then... The cloud seems to pull away from uh, the the middle and seems to be almost trying to pull itself in both directions and sell. You hear uh, the equivalent of... Just a taste. Just a taste. Just to feel it so strange. So strange. What are you? What are you? At which point it reaches out quite heavily and seems to make a decision towards Azu. Okay. And then just sort of expands to fill the space around the alcove and then small tendrils start sort of trying to explore where you are. It seems to know where you are. Okay. However, you manage to sort of do that. No, no, touchy. No, touchy. No, 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 no. But you are actively having to move to do so. At this point... I'm going to require initiative. Wait, 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 wait. Touch AC versus flat-footed AC. It's No, your flat-footed would be 22. Your touch is going to be garbage. That's what oh, I thought. It's the opposite. That's what oh. I, I it's thought the, it's it the, was garbage. It's the other way round. Yeah. Ah. Oh, dear. Your touch AC is the one where you only apply the dex and deflection bonuses. Brin's right. I've, I've, I blew past that. Oh, Brin's dear. right. So that means it's 11. <laughs> oh, Oh, might, yeah. oh, I think your touch actually is 11, I'm afraid. I admit, Go when on. you said it was 23, I was like, that feels wrong. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. speak up. And that's on it's me. Sorry, just, yeah. you've, you, the atmosphere was too stressful and I forgot how the rules worked, Alex. It's your fault for creating such a terrible encounter. <laughs> We've found a way around Bryn's superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Stress, Stress him out. Just yeah, intense Stress. spooks. What I was going to say was if that thing... Come, de- def- like comes absolutely directly into Azu's space. She's gonna channel positive energy at it. So, I'm going to say that it gets its first reach out because it hasn't done anything aggressive. Then just goes, I'm gonna be aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and you don't speak the language, so it's not like you have a run up. No. All you're hearing is. I'm going to say that Azu thinks that sounds evil. (laughs) It sounds evil. It does sound evil. (laughs) At which point then, it reaches out and it basically almost caresses your face. You immediately take one bleed damage. You need to track this yourself. At the start of every turn, until you deal with this, you will continue to take one damage. Okay. Additionally... Yeah? Bear with me. Oh, no. 
Don't like that. You take three con damage. I take what? <sighs> three con damage. Oh. Alex, you are brutal. So my con is now 11 instead of 14. Yeah. That's correct. But your maximum hit points will have just dropped by 22. The creature says, this is before I roll into initiative. So good, so fresh. I want more. No. No cake for you. Now can I get an initiative roll from everyone, please? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, so, um, Bryn, you said that my maximum hit points has dropped. Just dropped by 22. So my maximum hit points is now 76. Oh no, nearly as low as Cell's total. I know! <laughs> Terrifying. But that is actually very bad because Cell is not usually near a fight. So what have I got for Zolf? 25. 25. What have I got for Hamid? 28. Cell? 24. Azu? 8. Good. F*** you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You made me laugh so hard I hemorrhaged dice. <laughs> Good! You know, as opposed to you who are just hemorrhaging. No more dice for Alex. You've lost dice privileges. <laughs> Take his dice away. <laughs> okay, so top of the initiative then, Hamid. You hear a creepy voice and smell lots of blood. Yes, I can't understand it or see anything. Um, it has just attacked Azu and injured her. Has Azu made a noise? Azu's hard enough trained that I'll let Helen make a call as to whether you make a noise deliberately or not. You are trained enough to not have gone, oh no, ah. Azu is still trying to hold her breath. <laughs> I don't know. Then you won't have heard a thing. If there's no noise from Azu, Hamid holds his action. Understood. In which case then, Cell, you are up. Same situation. Cell also holds action, like, to all of Cell's knowledge and presumably to Hamid's, uh, if we haven't seen or heard anything from Azu, can't see the mist. Yep. The thing is not in the room yet. It's not here, you know? Understood. Zolf, you can see an horrible mist going for where you th- last saw Azu. You can hear horrible language, but don't know what language it is. Oh, and you can smell wafts of blood, obviously. Uh, I'm going to ready in action. Yep. As soon as Azu makes a noise or an obvious movement, I am going to fire a searing light at this thing. So just to repeat so I've had it right, if Azu does anything discernible, basically you're going to burn this thing from the inside out. If Azu makes any, I'm under attack or I'm taking aggressive action, I will searing light this thing. Understood. In which case then, the creature continues to attempt to basically just, just... Just have a little bit of Azu, just a little bit, just a little taster, just a... Num, num, num. I feel like it's licking my face. <laughs> It's a puppy. No, bad puppy. Dealing a further five bleed damage. So you will now at the start of each turn be taking six damage and a further one con damage. Oh, Okay. Oh, dear. Okay, so how much much more does my total hit points go down by? That dropped it from 11 to 10, so the good news is your hit points didn't change that time. Okay. And to be clear... It's not that you feel, like, spiritually weaker or anything. This thing is is literally, like, 
drinking your blood and sucking it through your skin. It's not even made a wound. It is just going... The world's worst hickey. Absolutely. Just (laughs) Just the worst. Just the worst. Wild takes an action that none of you can discern anything of, (laughs) I'm afraid. Skrark is up. We're in combat, so I'm happy to give you Skrark. Yeah. Skrark is a bit of an odder situation. So... Because of the whole going for the other person. They can see what's happening, though. Exactly. So I think Skrark does something. I'm just not sure entirely what. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, The eternal cry of all players everywhere. Yeah. Like, Skrark can see this thing. He can tell it's attacking Azu, but... I mean, unless Knowledge Dungeoneering gives him some guide as to how he can hurt it. Give me a Knowledge Dungeoneering. For listeners, by the way, I I tend to be a little bit loose and fast with knowledges because technically it's like you can know this thing about this creature and this thing. I basically go with what sounds like it makes sense and then go from there. 23? 23? Sapient gases are a thing. Magic weapons tend to work well against them. However, this kind of thing can unfortunately be anything from a minor inconvenience to easily the most deadly thing you've ever faced. Very difficult to decide. I think Skrark is going to back off and use his Draconic Breath on it. Ooh, cool. So, walk us through the Draconic Breath, because I don't think Skrark's ever used it, has he? Uh, I think he has. He has He has basically a weak form of damage draconic breath um he is part dragon and he is getting gradually more dragony much like hammered is he can create a cone of fire uh once per day but it doesn't do very much damage but it might light it up and let everyone else know that we should be attacking this thing because it's attacking Azu. sure sure but it does some damage yeah and it'll tell us about this thing too uh yeah so skrark will sort of move Skrark is technically still invisible until the breath goes off, so he'll he'll move into the middle of the corridor, back away from this thing, and then breathe dragon fire at it. But he'll aim the cone so it doesn't go towards Azu. Yep. <laughs> Double six. <laughs> so that's twelve damage, correct? Reflex save for half. Nope. So to describe the sequence of actions quickly to people. Twelve fire damage. Skrark is no longer invisible. Well, it's more than that. So Skrark becomes visible. 12 fire damage into this thing. This thing seems to catch. Uh, it seems to, like, whoomph and take a, a, a bunch of extra. It doesn't explode or anything like that, but it is very clear to everyone, just for free, this thing's clearly vulnerable to fire. Mm. It just catches in a big thing, and you all hear it. <laughs> What does what does it mean? In like um, ah, I, know, I, 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 I mean, <laughs> technically, I have to bleep certain swears. So oh, okay, uh, cool, cool, gotcha, gotcha. It's it's more of a curse. Yep. It's uh, maybe comprehend more... languages has like censorship built in, so it's just like. <laughs> beep! It's more like by the goodly gods, fi their ways, or something <laughs> as a curse. I see. I see. At which point, it immediately seems to start like retracting from uh, Azu. Ben, hmm? given your readied action thing, I would allow this to tr- trigger your readied action. I'll let you. I'll be generous and let you make the call because it is a a combat thing, and it'd be very difficult to discern whether it's Azu doing it or not. So I'll let you make the call. Okay, cool. I mean, the the corridor's already lit up because of the fire, which is fine. Yep. But that means the searing light isn't going to like you know 
it's whatever doesn't matter yeah so i will step out and fire um searing light uh so basically i mean it's sort of a kamehameha right like a whole <laughs> palm out searing light fires out of my palm uh, um, so you hold your calm you start saying three episodes later you say ring <laughs> yeah <laughs> Give me the rolls. Yeah, and uh, actually, the somatic component is uh, sorry. Oh, how the verbal component? Because I've described the somatic um, is me sort of like not shouting it, but um, basically saying you don't belong in the next world. Ooh, I like that. Range touch attack. Okay. So, what is its touch AC? Pretty poor. Give me the roll. Oh yeah, that's a twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a massive. It's a massive cloud that likes touching like everything so funnily enough <laughs> yeah um is this creature undead yes i i feel free giving it for free because like it's just very no, no, obvious i have to know so i know how many damage dice I yeah it's very well it's very obvious to you it just is obvious yeah uh, is it vulnerable to bright light no okay fine so i deal 10d6 damage and i'm happy to just tell you that because you'd have told by the by the dragon breath it would have revealed whether yes. that was the case well m- no it wouldn't have mechanically this is what searing light does I need to know, so I rolled D8. <laughs> what I'm saying is, for my flavour thing, sure. I would have told you, like, oh, it seems to react to the light or whatever. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so that is, what, like, 10, 18... 38 damage? What damage does it do? Isn't searing light, like, half fire, half holy or something? It just takes damage. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, genuinely, yeah. there is nothing in Creature the Creature does a hurt, understood. <laughs> I guess it takes light damage. I don't know. It's, it seems to be undefined, so... It's 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 fine. I do do my research and know that this should have been affected by that spell specifically anyway, so you're okay. So, you pour magical energy into this thing. Obviously, your invisibility um, blinks yeah. off. This thing just disintegrates from the inside out. Um, proper just burns all of the trendrels burn out as if it was a flammable gas that's just caught and it just burns itself out what i would say though is that the alcove that azu is stood in currently invisible is awash with blood absolutely awash with blood it looks like someone had been butchering an animal in there well she can get some back now as it burns up there's a moment stillness punctuated by a that is then cut off by a voice that echoes down the corridor going Nuff. Nuff. and I will end the episode there Nuff 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 like Nuff. apostrophe N-U-F-F Nuff I think I think that might have been its name Nuff. someone upset Nuff. that we killed their pet blood mist I think Nuff. someone Nuff said blood mist. Nuff, Nuff. and Nuff. we didn't hear the first bit <laughs> Nuff Nuff. That's what oh, you just heard. It was, it was, it was called it was Nuff Nuff, 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 nuff the Blood Mist. The Blood Mist is a Pokemon and it's called Nuff Nuff, apparently. By the way, it definitely wasn't a Nuff Nuff. No! But yeah, the, the yes, words it was were a Nuff Nuff. No. <laughs> I can't believe your fire was super effective. Oh. <laughs> I should have selected Ice Skeleton. Oh. It isn't something that Sel would understand more of. This is Nuff in English. Nuff, Nuff. Nuff, Nuff. Okay, cool, cool. Got and you. on that, I think we wrap the episode there. So uh, from me, Nuff, Nuff. Nuff, Nuff. Nuff, Nuff. Nuff, Nuff. Nuff, Nuff. Nuff, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun! And see you later. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. They have both, and if the editor wants to remove the buy, they can. I'll let them have editor, access to either Nuff, option. nuff. <laughs> nuff, nuff. We demand nuff, It's nuff. taken us six years, but I finally found the correct sign-off, <laughs> and it's nuff, nuff. <laughs> nuff, nuff.